edition of With All Due Respect. Strong opinions on politics, life, and entertainment. Welcome to another episode of With All Due Respect, the podcast that spent its first permanent fund dividend check in 1982 on a new Navy blazer and a Harris Tweed Sport coat at Kloffenstein's, conveniently located in the Sears Mall. Greetings, I'm Andrew Halcrow, your host for this podcast. With me, as always, is my main man, my co-host with the very most, Mr. Van Sanders. Van, what did you do with your first permanent dividend fund check? Before I get to that, I just want to say thank you for always coming at me with the the super enthusiastic and like glowing intro. Uh, it feels good, despite me being you know pretty, you know kind of monotone, low key. Uh, it's a nice juxtaposition. Anyway, uh, I think I saw like a hundred bucks of one of my dividends when I was like ten or something, and I think I got some clothes, uh, but. It, I don't really remember, to be honest. As a kid, a hundred bucks, especially before all this inflation, was like incredible. I was stoked. Ah, good times. As always, we'd like to thank the Anchorage Daily News for hosting this podcast on their website and remind listeners that the very strong opinions you hear on this podcast are mine and mine alone and in no way, shape, or form represent the opinions of the Anchorage Daily News or their employees. Today on With All Due Respect, our first true crime podcast, The Political Assassination of Angela Rodell. And now, for some politics. Without explanation last Thursday, the Anchorage Permanent Fund Corporation's Board of Trustees abruptly removed Executive Director Angela Rodell despite a record-breaking performance by the fund over the past year. Ladies and gentlemen, I haven't talked to one person who isn't absolutely stunned and very, very concerned about this political hit job. Under Rodell's leadership in the last year alone, the fund gained almost 30% in value, the most of any year since its creation. Even independent advisors praised Rodell the day before her firing, calling her performance exceptional when compared to similar funds nationally. Angela Rodell grew the permanent fund 30% last year, the best year ever in the fund's history, and yet she was fired. So why? Why was Angela Rodell fired after a record performance? First, you know what we need. We need a recent history lesson. Yo, Van, hit me up one time with a history lesson. A history lesson. Two months ago on this podcast, we rang the bell about how Governor Mike Dunleavy was trying to politicize the Alaska Permanent Fund Corporation in order to justify paying a super dividend. Van, would you please play that two-minute clip from show 37? Speaking of mysterious ways, while we've been distracted, Governor Dunleavy has continued in his dogged pursuit of a huge dividend by attempting to politicize Alaska's Permanent Fund Corporation and raid the state employee's retirement fund. With his fourth special session clearly failing, Governor Mike Dunleavy has set his sights on trying to redefine financial performance to make his argument. In trying to make his case for a super dividend, Governor Dunleavy has faced two issues with lawmakers. One, his plan overdraws the permanent fund. 
and two, his plan causes massive deficits. However, never one to be influenced by the Constitution or science, Dunleavy is now attempting to change the rules of accounting to make his case. During the last month, the governor through his finance director has advocated accounting changes to the Alaska Permanent Fund Corporation and the State Employees Retirement Fund in a dangerous attempt to make the state's balance sheet seem stronger and healthier than it is. The proposal includes tying compensation of the Permanent Fund Corporation managers to the amount of the dividend and proposing a change to the way the fund's performance is valued to make it look stronger. Now, let's all remember two very, very important facts about the Permanent Fund Corporation. Number one, it was established to be independent, free from the political influence. Number two, it has been incredibly successful operating under those conditions. Once again, Governor Dunleavy is trying to break something that is not broken. Dunleavy's goal is twofold. One, to make Alaskans outraged at the compensation the fund managers get while earning billions for Alaskans. And two, he forces the permanent fund corporation to change its valuation policy. It allows him to go public and say, see, we have plenty of money to pay a super dividend. That's how Dunleavy is trying to cook the books on fund performance on the revenue side of the ledger. That was reported on this podcast on October 13th after Governor Dunleavy's finance director, Lucinda Mahoney, tried to bully Rodell into changing the Permanent Fund Corporation's policies. However, Rodell stuck to best investment practices and pushed back against the governor's attempt to cook the books. Now, exactly two months later, to the day, Angela Rodell has been abruptly fired. Allow me to explain what happened. It was clear to Governor Dunleavy, with Rodell remaining as executive director, he'd continue to find resistance to overdrawing the fund to pay a supersized dividend. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, we have mentioned several times on this program about Governor Dunleavy's re-election chances and how they all hinge on paying a super dividend. If Governor Dunleavy does not pay at least a $2,200 dividend, his re-election chances are significantly diminished. Van, one more time, please. How about a clip from show 40 this time? For Dunleavy, if he isn't successful in cajoling lawmakers into paying a super dividend, his re-election chances are significantly diminished. I mean, let's face it. This was the guy's whole pitch. This was his whole shtick. Remember the $6,000 dividend? So what really happened? Did Dunleavy and Mahoney realize the only way to eliminate the opposition to overdrawing the fund was to fire Rodell? Did they plan to fire Rodell and install someone more open to overdrawing the fund? The answer is yes to all of the above. Remember, Mahoney was the same Dunleavy official who told lawmakers this summer that she had no idea how they were going to cover the billion-dollar budget gap to pay for the super dividends. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, Van and I did a Jeff Spicoli bit on this podcast in honor of her I-don't-know response. Rodell had to go because she had credibility in an unmatched record of fund performance. When she spoke, lawmakers listened. When she said overdrawing the fund was fiscally irresponsible, lawmakers defended the fund to ensure it wasn't overdrawn. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is my learned opinion of what happened. First, Dunleavy and Mahoney needed a way to fire Rodell. So with Rodell's evaluation due, Mahoney headed up the process that was supposed to be a 360-degree evaluation process. Now, for those of you who are unaware of what a 360-degree review is, Van, will you please give us a definition of a 360-degree interview? 
A 360-degree review is a performance evaluation tool that solicits feedback about an employee from all directions, their managers, coworkers, and direct reports. A 360 review seeks to provide actionable feedback to an employee and provides them a better understanding of their contributions to an organization. So Mahoney heads up the 360-degree evaluation process. Four board trustees out of five responded, and a little over 50% of the staff out of 60, I believe, responded. No legislators were given an opportunity to complete the evaluation or see the results. Even Angela Rodell herself was not allowed to see the results. Imagine not being able to see the results of your own review. Mahoney aggregated the results, meaning that so if somebody awarded Angela a five and someone awarded her a one, the score given was a three. Now, the 360-degree review was really under the guise of a performance review, but the board met for several hours without Angela in executive session and then called her into the boardroom for all of five minutes and fired her. They didn't discuss the results of the performance review. They only said that all of the arrows pointed to her dismissal. She was not given any opportunity of improvement. No three months probation, no nothing. What the trustees said, the staff, trustees, and legislators have lost confidence. Ladies and gentlemen, again, no legislator was ever consulted. And Angela, (laughs) heading up the Alaska Permanent Fund Corporation, was just awarded one of the best places to work in the country. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a political hit. This was a leave-the-gun-take-the-cannoli political mob hit. Angela Rodell was fired so Governor Mike Dunleavy's cronies could take over management of the Permanent Fund Corporation. It's just that easy. So, ladies and gentlemen, in the next two months, when Governor Dunleavy starts pitching his idea again for a super dividend, he'll have an obedient Permanent Fund director who will go along. So how have state lawmakers responded? Shocked and confused is a good way to put it. Republican State Senator Natasha Von Imhoff, chair of the Legislative Budget and Audit Committee, will hold hearings on the matter next week. Next Wednesday, the LBNA committee will be meeting and they'll be taking up the firing of Angela Rodell. They'll be demanding answers from the board of trustees. They'll be asking questions like, did the board fire the CEO to make room for one of the trustees to slip into her place, create a job opening, if you will? Ladies and gentlemen, that is the rumor. We'll get back to that. Number two, is the permanent fund board of trustees becoming political? Because this move appears to be very political. And let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, for the last four decades, the Permanent Fund Corporation has succeeded by doing what? By staying politically neutral. So what does Governor Mike Dunleavy have to say about this? Well, his office put out a statement that said, quote, Governor Dunleavy has no involvement in the Board of Trustees' actions or decisions. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let me just repeat that. Quote, Governor Dunleavy has no involvement in the Board of Trustees' actions or decisions. Let's see if that passes the straight face test. Ladies and gentlemen, do any of you think for a minute that Dunleavy's finance director, Lucinda Mahoney, would waltz into the boardroom of the Alaska Permanent Fund Corporation and propose firing Rodell, who has provided record returns for the fund, without the governor's nod of approval? Of course not. This was the governor's idea. Mahoney was just the messenger. And let's, just for laughs, say Dunleavy didn't know. Well, just think what that would mean. 
That would mean that two of Dunleavy's commissioners, both of whose paychecks are signed by Dunleavy, arbitrarily orchestrated the firing of the permanent fund director who just had a record year. Not bloody likely. Not to mention, if there were performance issues with Rodell, why wasn't she given a probationary period? Why wasn't Rodell given an opportunity to correct any shortcomings in her performance? Rodell wasn't given an opportunity to remedy any shortcomings because there weren't any shortcomings. Under Rodell, a recent audit of the firm found no major problems. And in fact, as I mentioned, the corporation was just named the best place to work among financial services, businesses, and organizations in the United States. So not only did Rodell lead the fund to record earnings, she also led the fund to a top organizational award. And yet she got fired without a second thought. She got thrown out the window literally in five minutes. Think about this just for a second. I want to go off script here. Think about Angela Rodell. Think about the fact that she invested six hard years in this demanding job, provided record returns, and was unceremoniously fired by political hacks who couldn't carry her water on their best day. This was a political hit job, so the Dunleavy-appointed board could hire a director they could control. Ladies and gentlemen, think about this. Governor Mike Dunleavy refused to fire his former attorney general, Kevin McCreepy Clarkson, who sexually harassed a female employee 10 steps from his desk. But suddenly, the most successful executive director in the Permanent Fund Corporation's history gets fired for no reason. Angela Rodell has been the Permanent Fund rainmaker. Governor Dunleavy wants to use Rodell's recent success to justify a super dividend that will be paid by future fund growth. There's just one problem about future fund growth. Governor Dunleavy just fired the fund's rainmaker. Now, before I wrap up here, I'd like to point out the absolute insanity regarding the firing of Rodell. The firing of Angela Rodell was orchestrated by Dunleavy's finance director, Lucinda Mahoney. Both Angela Rodell and Lucinda Mahoney have very clear track record when it comes to public service. Rodell, over the last six years, has increased the permanent fund by $30 billion providing benefits to Alaskans. Mahoney, well, when she was the city's financial officer of the municipality of Anchorage, she greenlighted the SAP project. You remember the SAP project, don't you? Mahoney's $9 million software upgrade that ended up costing taxpayers over $75 million? And if that wasn't enough, then as a board member of ACDA, Mahoney participated as former Mayor Sullivan stacked the ACDA board to push through his million-dollar tennis courts. Mahoney's public service career has been littered with costly mistakes and politically motivated decision-making to the detriment of taxpayers. Lucinda Mahoney couldn't carry Angela Rodell's accomplishments with a fleet of flatbed trucks. But yet Rodell is fired and Mahoney keeps getting a paycheck from taxpayers. Some final words on the firing of Angela Rodell. Ladies and gentlemen, if any, any of Governor Dunleavy's cronies end up replacing Rodell, like board chair Craig Richards, who's always eyed this position, or his finance director, Lucinda Mahoney, or any of other Dunleavy's cronies. Ladies and gentlemen, that will be proof that Governor Mike Dunleavy and his crew are the latest version of the Corrupt Bastards Club. And there is the music, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. 
podcast is once again going to try and take two weeks off. We'll be back towards the end of the month with a special holiday episode. Van, how about throwing us your website details? Yeah, you can reach me at abodabobrand.com, A-B-O-D-A-B-O-B-R-A-N-D.com. You can reach out to me, schedule a meeting if you'd like, um, check out some of my weird art, and uh, yeah. All right, everybody, stay safe. Merry Christmas and happy holidays.